Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. my goals i'm i'm achieving i'm trying to you know be better every day you're bored as hell i know i'm bored i'm bored, <laughs> I'm bored as fuck but i'm i'm trying to turn my boredom into motivation it's hard to make something out of nothing you know but not all of us can be godlike so you know but some of us can try speaking <laughs> speaking of something for nothing and being godlike i just finished rewatching full metal alchemist brotherhood ooh and and it is still incredible. I think. All right. So that is what my, did the principles of alchemy teach you? The principles of alchemy is uh, one is all, and all is one. But also, uh, for something to be gained, something of equivalent value must be given up. Um, but I mean, that anime is just completely incredible. It probably oh, has the best like ten classic. episode ending stretch of I think any that's top anime ten. I've seen. I think that's a top ten. Anime. Absolutely. It's my number three all time. Okay, if you had to pick three of, let's just do three of your favorite anime off the top of your head. Yu Yu Hak or Hunter x Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in mm. order. Mm. Mm. That's in order. Okay. In order. Okay. Fourth is Fate Zero, and um, I always am in flux with fifth. I really, really love Demon Slayer, but I also am reluctant to put a, a show that is still currently running yeah. in my top list because it could just tail off. That's fair. See, because my top three are probably all going to be, everybody's going to be like, oh, you don't have anything modern in your top three, and I really don't because all of my top three are like anime that like really inspired my taste in anime, so that's definitely Helsing, Ghost in the Shell, and it's so Helsing is a uh, perfect example, along with the original Full Metal Alchemist and Indiana Jones and Hellboy, that no matter what the situation or plot that you are developing this story, if you make Nazis the bad guys, nobody's going to question it. Yeah. Nobody's going to question it. If you have Nazis as the bad guys, it could be the worst, slightest connection. Nobody's going to care. I have a hot take. The plot Please for don't the defend Nazis. No, the plot for the movie for V for Vendetta is stolen from the plot for from Helsing. If if you ask me, they're two very similar plots. Like Helsing is definitely written and created after V for Vendetta. V for they, Vendetta came you out. You think in the, the manga? No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, the movie. The, the way the movie went, because the movie is oh, a lot different yep, yep, than the yep, actual yep. comic. Book. It's worse. Yeah. And that's because they probably stole the idea from Helsing. And, like, just the relationship between Ceres and Alucard is very similar to the relationship between uh, fucking 
what is, what is her name? I'm so bad with white actresses and actors' names. I don't fucking know. All I know is that while Helsing Alucard is more powerful, Castlevania Alucard definitely cooler. You think? I don't know, yo. Helsing Alucard, like that was part of the whole like he had that like whole dark and mysterious like bitch don't question me vibe. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's like the problematic, like that's the future of me talking, but like <laughs> the way he, he carried himself. <laughs> the way he carried himself was just like, yo, who the fuck? The entire season, I was like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga? And like, see, my top three is fucked up because those are like, I don't, I, don't, I can't get into the metrics with you about it because like there's other anime that like high school of the dead probably one of my like top top 10 too much anime boobage yo it's the perfect amount of fan service like and it's so self-aware it's so like at a certain point you watch that shit and at first you're like oh wow they really just did that crotch shot for no reason and then like by the fourth episode you're like oh i get it that's part of the whole fact that you're watching these fucking teens go through terrible terrible zombie trauma like, I mean, that's fair. There are just a lot of, like, really weird anime. Yeah, no, that's true. Anime is, you know, the the Japanese really got to um, experiment with their animation. You know, one of the reasons, so the two places I want to visit more than any are Seattle and Tokyo. And legitimately, one of the reasons I want to visit Tokyo so bad is I just want to go to a Japanese 7-Eleven. Why do you want to go to Seattle so bad? Like I feel like that of, like, speaks the, mu- the music history. Of okay, it. I was gonna say the I feel like history, that speaks more like... volumes than you wanting to go to Japan does. That that means like there's a little weeb in all of us, right? Yeah. But like you wanting to go to Seattle, like that'd be like me saying I'm gonna go to Nova Scotia one day. Like, like I feel Seattle is is there are beautiful in, in its own like. unique right. It has like kind of a, a melancholic vibe to it. It's Plus, I hear depressing, it. my nigga. It rains like 70% of the time. That's the reason why I get it, right? Like, I get it because I like England. Like, I have, like, a fascination with the English, the accent. You're talking to somebody th- whose nickname is Ziggy. Trust me, I get English. Yeah. But England is fucking depressing, my nigga. Like, it's overcast over there all the time, even in the beaches. Like, why would I want to go to a beach in the overcast? That's why I don't go to fucking, like, Maine for vacation and shit. Because... I'm going to tell you a line from the great Western philosopher, Butters. And Butters Scotched? Butters Scotched. Is it, is it, I think it's You know, scotched. sometimes it's okay to be sad. Because when you're sad, you realize the moments that you're not are that much better. Or something along those lines. Nah, that's true. I mean, respect to Butters for saying that, but I mean... I think it was during the same episode, the Casa Bonita episode, where Cartman convinced Butters that the world ended. I've, I've read a study once about the rates of depression between Americans and Europeans and, like, the cultural just attitudes, I guess. And, like, Americans have this weird sense. Like, the one thing Europeans say, one of the things that Europeans say sticks out to them about Americans is their extreme sense of optimism, right? Like, we're a super, like, can't-do-anything kind of country. Right? Yeah, like, um, one of the most iconic images in Americana is Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, but my point is, we also have the highest, like, 
documented rate of depression on the planet. So, like, in countries where it's okay to be sad, like, where we get, like, you know, king sad boys like Vincent Van Gogh and, like, you know, Da Vinci and shit like Goth that. Goth rock. Yeah, exactly. And in those countries, it's okay to be sad. Like, being sad is just the thing that happens sometimes. The band in, Oasis. In America, when you get sad, it's clinical right you need to get some pills for that shit because that's not right you shouldn't be like that you're an american everything is great remember mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so maybe it's cultural like but is it great again that's up for debate i guess um a great debate maybe we'll see i'm a master debater so What would you do for a next subject? What the fuck were we even talking about? I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about. But, I mean, we in here. We alive. We still dealing with this COVID shit. I fuck mean, COVID. I'm so over it. It's me, so dumb. Yo, I mean, everybody. Everybody is. It ain't no anime. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Fucking anime. It ain't no anime. There's no more, like, even with the, the last dance. You know, there's nothing else that they could put out right now except for, like, Jesus giving birth to a fucking alien that would make me want to stay inside right now, right? We could probably edit that out. Maybe edit that out. <laughs> oh, man. But you get my point, son. It's fucking, there's, this shit is, nobody wants to stay at home order. Hogan just, you know, they canceled school. For Maryland, Maryland canceled school for, for the, the rest, rest of, the of the year. Yeah, I mean they're just gonna do the online learning, but we're not—they're not gonna be returning to school at all. Um, Maryland's rates are steady at the moment. We've got something like twenty-eight thousand confirmed cases, but a little under fourteen hundred actual deaths. Mm-hmm. So that's something. They claim that the number of ICU patients is, you know, at a steady rate for the last eight days. There's no new admittance. Um, cases have been, at actual, like, confirmed cases have been on a downcline for at least the last week or so. You want me to throw a foil into that for you? Uh-oh, go for it. So, it turns out the Garden Ice House, which is an ice rink in Laurel, uh, has been converted into a morgue. Due to the overflow of bodies caused... 1,400 bodies is a lot of bodies, yo. To just yeah. have to get rid of at one time. But like, they had to convert an entire ice rink into a morgue. I mean, that's better than what the fuck was happening in what was... It? New York uh, building, doing mass graves? N- what, Yo, where was it that they found them fucking bodies at in the truck, like, just sitting next to a morgue? I don't know. There's uh, bodies inside the, like... Great they Wall was of China. Just, yo, like, like you died while helping to build that, and the the uh, foreman was probably just like, eh, rolling it. Yo, that, now you're being facetious. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, yes, but like, no, but I'm talking about like they was fucking. There's. It just goes to show so that yes, much man is death. the foundation. It's so of modern much, society, literally. Yo, so much mass death that they written out U-Haul vans to store bodies. Like, just think about that. It'd be creepier, but more efficient if it was ice cream trucks. That's happened before, too. 
man can you imagine like an ice cream truck full of bodies like with the the siren going and it's like creepy scratchy record player accordion music that's like going super slow and it's basically like if you walk into a room in silent hill that happens to have a crib like yeah. that that kind of music one of my favorite games of all time silent hill i told you i love me some horror games yep it's yo silent hills four i believe it was the room Definitely underrated, yo. So, some other things I found about COVID nationwide is, uh, while the curve in yep. several hotspot states seem to be flattening off, including Michigan and New York, um, but scientists predict the death rate to surpass 3,000 a day beginning in June. In Maryland? No, nationwide. Oh. University 3, of Maryland. Yeah, University of Maryland, however... Um, is one of the I think they might be. You mean thirty thousand? Because how could the national death rate be under three thousand already? A day. Oh, a day. A day. A Did day. you say a day? Because yes. I totally missed that. Yeah. My bad. Three thousand a day oh. nationwide. Whew. But University of Maryland uh, actually began human trials on a vaccine. Yeah, cause shout out to the MD, cause you know we always ahead of the curve well i actually uh fucked university of maryland on my behalf (gasps) they turned me down twice Mm. Mm. so go georgetown one of my favorite basketball players is jj reddick y'all could suck it Mm. fuck turtles well you know i shouted out maryland and there are lots of different colleges in maryland that i'd like to offer my support to um the views of Zig do not represent the views of the Flood Podcast. They damn well represent the views of Zig, though. <laughs> Yo. But did y'all y'all did my nigga dirty though? Like, so all right, give him a second look. That's all I'm saying. Look, we here now, baby. It's times to change. Y'all can make amends. Do my man right. So I just wanted to say, since uh, I can't believe this, we just mentioned Georgetown. Uh, but I uh, was doing. Did you give a shout out to Georgetown though? No, I'm not giving it. I'm, I'm bringing it back. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm a Georgetown fan, but like, whatever. So, are you a Brett Kavanaugh fan though? No, I'm a Patrick Ewing fan, an Allen <laughs> Iverson fan. Don't don't get snooty with a me, sir. A reluctant Jeff Green fan. Don't get snooty with me, sir. Okay, so uh, I was born in uh, the Georgetown Medical Center on Monday, June 29th, 1992 at 3.56 in the afternoon. Why do I have all of this information? Because I happened uh, to take an interest after talking to a friend of mine about your, like, natal zodiac chart, which goes beyond the simple, like, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Libra, blah, blah, blah. You ain't got to tell me, son. So You know my fiance is the queen of that shit. I could call Ashley down here right now and she'd be able to pull your shit up. Well, for our listeners. But I found some things out. So I'm a cancer. I'm very much a cancer. I've known that for a long time. But turns Yo, out there's these really rising signs. Down his birth chart. And these moon talk signs. About it. Yeah, talk so, about it. Like the talk rising sign... It turns out it, the rising sign is like how you come across to other people. Oh, you ain't got to explain it to me. You can explain it to them. So but you ain't got to explain you, it to me. 
your rising sign is how people perceive you. So I'm actually, my rising sign is Scorpio. So people see ah. me as a Scorpio. Yeah, no, but you do, you do, though. You do come off with a lot of, you're very, you're very sure of yourself. <laughs> and here's the interesting one, and this is the scariest part. My moon, which is basically your innate subconscious. So you cancer. Oh, you're just emotional. You're emotional Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, my sun is cancer. My rising sign is Scorpio, and my moon sign is Gemini. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. And you're an ex-Catholic? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Why do you think Ziggy needs therapy? (sighs) It's no wonder you fucking need therapy. God damn. I actually was thinking about getting a tattoo, like, eventually, because it would be a joke tattoo. It's probably kind of small. But I want to get, like, a cartoon crab, like, crying with a speech bubble that just says feelings just remember that's forever <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing against tattoos you know i got a couple of them but that I one, have, that's I forever have, i have three i want a joke tattoo i want one i was gonna get king boo but I then my brother maybe, got i have maybe yeah. two depending on how you look i mean the the one of my ribs is awesome, but it is kind of a joke, yeah. even if it's not, like, an inherent joke tattoo. Yeah. I was gonna get King Boo, but then my brother got it, so I'm like, I can't get that one. I was thinking about getting an ear of corn, uh, because all of mine are music-related except for my forearm. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get an ear of corn because I like the band Corn. Ah. Man. And I was going to call you corny, but I feel like that joke was already there, sitting in the air, just waiting for Form somebody. of corn! God damn it. God damn it. Deep cut for y'all. So, some other things. Um, these protests. You that... really went into yours. You really went into your birth chart just now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's something interesting that if you guys also want to look at... I mean, it is at, interesting. I'm just, like, surprised like everybody, that you really, you really did your homework, Like, though. everybody's... Like, everybody knows their, like, their sun sign. Or, like, yeah, I'm yeah. a Cancer, I'm a Libra. And they've yeah. all read the description of that. That's pop culture. But shit. once you find out about these other, like, two major things, and you read them, I was kind of blown away just putting in my name where I was born, when I was born. And the amount of things reading through this, I'm like, that's scary accurate. Yeah. Like, these are the types of things I would hear from a Myers-Briggs. Yo, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what makes you, like, people always clown the shit until you get your birth chart done. And once you get your birth chart done, then you're like, oh, so I don't know. That's wild. (laughs) I don't know if I, I don't buy into, like, astrology. However, I was talking to um, an old therapist of mine uh, years ago. That's because you're still thinking about it with a pop culture mind, but we'll have that talk off mic. We are. Um, we were talking about how, like, it wouldn't be unheard of for like the gravitational pull of planets and stars on something as small as DNA. They used to believe to manipulate. They used to believe that the moon cycle affected women's uh, menstrual cycles. Like, now science has effectively, I guess, debunked that to a T. Or, they, I don't know, like, studies is like, if it was a thing, it's not a thing anymore. But, 
it if energies are a thing. Like I mean, people talk about energies all the time. We're not really gonna. Well, what's your sign? So I am Aquarius, Aries, Scorpio. So your rising is Aquarius. Yep. Your sun sign, which is your main one, is Aries. Aries, and then the last one was Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm an emotional ass crap. Yeah. I am a uh, very stubborn. What Aquarius. is the like symbol for a Scorpio? A Scorpion. It is a Scorpion. Yeah. Why is it a water sign? I don't. I don't know. That sound. That looks like a. That, I would imagine that being a very, like, Earth type of... Somebody who's symbol. more into this shit could probably explain it better. I mean, it may have gone by... The, the whole constellation may have gone by a different name at the time these things were actually, like, constructed. But it's always a scorpion. I don't know, but it's always been a scorpion. So, I mean, but that's why Drake, you know, Drake is a scorpio. Uh, fucking, I believe, Future is a scorpio. King Toxic, King Toxic Energy... Both of them niggas carry mad toxic energy. Oh, man. We don't need to go into toxic celebrity culture. I, We really don't need to do that. Um, Why not? I mean, we could, but that, that would probably be a damn it right there. I did want to bring this back. There was one other major thing about the whole COVID. So the protests. Oh, man. Just, well, Please no, don't we're, get me started. We're not going to get really started on the protest. I just want to say that a Colorado protester was arrested for possession of four or five pipe bombs. And that's right. I said arrested. And before you say something, yes, yes, he was. Ah, my nigga. Hey, shout out to Betty White, though. Because <laughs> I already knew you didn't even have to say it. Niggas don't fucking do shit like that. We haven't done shit like that since the fucking 70s. When they said that dude in Texas blew them fucking cops up. Ah, like, ah, DC sniper. Yeah. That still wasn't pipe bombs, though. And, yeah. and I brought up the dude in Texas that was sniping them fucking cops and shit. But, <laughs> I mean, and then you have Christopher Dorner. But like I said, all of them, no pipe bombs. Niggas don't do shit like that. We haven't done shit like that since the fucking 70s. Apparently, he wants to open up the country with shrapnel. They all want a race war, Dan. Zig. Damn. Zig. Damn, Zig. Damn it. Damn it. They all want a fucking race war, yo. I'm trying to tell you. Zig, it's not... It's not a fucking joke. It's not a fucking joke. I feel like I'd still get drafted by your delegation. And it's because you're too far left. You're too far left for them. If you don't chew dip... And, you know, fucking bleed red, white, and blue, you can't rock on that side. Well, technically, we all do bleed red and blue. It just depends on whether or not the blood is oxygenated No, it's or not. all red. It's always it's red. It's blue if it's It's not blue in the skin. No, it's not. No, it's not. We're not going to get into this. We can look it up now. No, nah, all right. We'll stop right there. No, no. We can look it up. We can Jack and Rose up. both could have fit. Yeah. Is that going to be your, like, home base thing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... <laughs> when we don't want to argue anymore, you're just going to be like, Jack and Rose both. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Mommy shout Dallas. out. Dallas. Dallas. Hey. Yeah, yo. But, I mean, 
These protests are stupid. It's literally been a month. You niggas got paid. Not only did you get a stimulus check, but most people are getting their unemployment. I know the unemployment has been, it's been hell, right? Yeah. Like, I get it. You've been through it. I just got the email confirming uh, my first payment on my card. Hey. So, I mean, it's coming through. Everybody just needs to chill the fuck out. Because what we don't want is for, like, a plague situation. Like, a real plague. Like, this ain't even really like, a, really, like, a plague plague. Like... No, this is not, like, kill a sheep, put the blood above your door. This is not bubonic. This is not Passover. No. Like, people need to chill the fuck out. It's been, what, people had to stay inside for, what, two months? Two months? We... We, did we get to talk about the Doomsday Prepper shit last time? Like the yeah, fucking we did. Yo, it is like, it's, I just want to. I want to make notes. So like, we have. I get it. It's been rough. We have. We have plague, and uh, thanks to these new murder hornets, we have the swarm of locusts. Yo, oh. now we just need it. We need the frogs. We need uh, the river to run red. All I'm saying is, what the fuck are y'all gonna do if some real shit jump off? Like God forbid, God forbid. All right, like let's go, let's get dark in this bitch. <laughs> oh shit, monkeypox. <laughs> no fucking. What if that bitch over in Yellowstone Park go the fuck off? Like that. Oh, um, that volcano. Old Yeller. There. Yeah, no, the volcano is that. Is that what the fuck it's called? No, no, the fucking volcano over there. This is a fucking... Old Faithful. Yo, I don't know something like that. That. No, no, not not volcano. That's like the steam vent thing. Um. Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens. Or yeah. Mount St. Helens. Yeah, that's the one. Mount Shasta? Yeah. Why didn't they name it after a soda? <laughs> you know there's a mountain and a state park out in western Maryland called Dan's Mountain and Dan's Mountain State Park? I mean, there's a Devon, England. Yeah, I mean, England's got a lot of really weird... Names I'm sure the there's some. I'm sure there's a Daniel Town somewhere. There's a Daniel Day Lewis, uh, a Daniel Craig, a Dan Aykroyd. Daniel Day Lewis definitely the better of the three. I mean, I'm named after the one in the lion's den. Please tell me you do, Daniel in the lion's den. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like an actual move. No, Sir, we were just talking about actors. And then you said the lion's then, and I'm like, "What movie is that?" <laughs> oh, that reminds but me. But then I remembered your mother is super Catholic. So, so. on um, so. Twitter, my dad retweeted uh, this thread. It was five. Yo, movies. your dad's on Twitter. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Like, In a minute. How old is your dad? My dad is uh, turning seventy this year. What? And your dad's on Twitter. Yep. What side of Twitter? Uh, he is in classic conservative Republican rational human being Twitter. Okay, so he's not he's not retweeting QAnon posts then. No, he's okay. like retweeting okay. stuff of you know like news covering like the Catholic Church yeah. and oh. George Will type of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, he shared his uh, five movies, and I can't remember what they were. And I I actually really thought about it. And three of the ones that I put for mine, I haven't even really watched more than maybe once or twice. Like we were just talking about. <laughs> so, the ones that I chose for myself were High Fidelity, which mm-hmm. should have been obvious. Zoolander, also fairly obvious. Fair. 
the 1980s version of It. So the original made-for-TV version. Yes, that version of It. Why? Because it shows how... I didn't even need to ask the question. You can go on. It shows how the experiences in our youth can still carry up and affect us to our present day, mm. especially for me. Childhood trauma. And it also shows that these people are fundamentally the same. We don't grow up. We just grow older. Mm. And mm. that's that's like how I feel. Accepting your truth. And a very close-knit group of friends. Uh, what is family? Something that I have from not biology. I mean, that was a complete... Ziggy needs therapy! So, the other two... Yo, chill the other out, two. chill out. Because now we got me laughing on Mike and childhood trauma and shit. No, I totally get it. This, I mean, anybody... Okay, if you really need somebody to I actually to break have a them, funny childhood trauma story I can oh get Oh my later. god, funny We can really go into that. trauma story. Funny childhood trauma story. Those are words I never thought I would hear together in a sentence. But here we are. And you think that you're just going to skate out of that. Like, you think that you are going to continue saying what you thought you had planned on saying without telling me okay, the so I was funny three, childhood trauma I was story. three years old. And oh, all God. of my siblings I already and I don't like how this starts. Went to the Naval Academy farm, right? Okay. With So it was all seven of us. My parents and all five siblings. Damn. And they had this Damn, like giant hay like like barn full of like hay bales, and they would just be like, "All right, everybody, go climb on the hay bales." You know, something that would literally never happen now. And I'm three year old me, and I climb all the way to the top, and I'm walking, and then <laughs> I fall between crack of two of the hay bales, and my mom and dad are rounding up all of the kids, and they're like, "One, two, three, Where's Dan? And they just hear, Help me! So my dad has to, like, climb up on the hay bales. And he looks, and I, I, I vaguely remember this, but he just, like, peeks his head down at me. And then he does, like, the Spider-Man, like, jump out, like, hands out, legs out, and scales uh, down the hay uh, bales. Uh. And throws me on his shoulders and picks me back up. Wow. And three-year-old me was like, I fell down the big nest. And it's been called the big nest in my family ever since. So they, they make jokes about the time that you got lost in between the hay bales. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, coping. <laughs> coping. That was totally worth it. Thank you for sharing that with us. Sharing now, is caring. Back to my fourth and fifth movies. The next movie, Four Brothers. That's a dope-ass movie, though. That is a dope movie. But think about it. Tight with everybody, and I'm the one white dude. That is- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hold on, but wait. No, because that was, like, a real thing. Because, like, when I was growing up playing Yu-Gi-Oh!, the crazy thing is the Yu-Gi-Oh! community is actually a lot of people from the city. And I tried to figure out for the longest time why that was until I asked somebody. And I was like, Mike, what? how come so many people from, like, inner city Baltimore come out and play this game? Like, what made you guys start playing it? 
And he responds, real nonchalant, we didn't have cable in the hood. Yeah. I and was... I was like, holy shit. And it all became clear. So I'm going out. My nerdy suburban white ass is going out to, you know, Saverna Park. And I'm one out of ten people ratio, not population. Yeah. I'm one out of ten of these other people who are getting down the 14 on Richie and just dumping themselves off there. And, you know, those people are now friends yeah. of mine for life. So, four brothers. Yep. Okay, fair. I mean, even though it was two black dudes and two white dudes. but it, Really? It, yeah. I thought it was just Mark Wahlberg. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Tyrese, Andre 2000, Mark Wahlberg, and what the fuck is the other dude's name? Oh, that was directed by John Singleton. Shout out to John Singleton. But yeah, uh, like, Garrett Holland, Headland, Hood, Head Headland. Sure. sure, but it also is like living in a city and being street smart, but also protecting the people close to you. And then the last one, which I think I've really only seen this movie twice, is um, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay, okay. Like I, the fast, witty banter, yeah. and like. I can do things not intentionally that are just like come across rude or really frustrating to people. And I'm just like, what? But I'm super over calculating and I'm analyzing everything and I'm talking a million miles a minute. And I always think I'm one or two steps ahead of everything else. And, and, and you're trying not to be rude, but your brain just works a lot faster than. Yeah. And that's how you process shit. I mean, I get it. So I, I can see how you would identify with that. I uh, I like I really thought about that for a minute when it came to those mo those movies because I was obvious like the first one that popped in my head is Zoolander because that's just like a yeah. great way to summarize my sense of humor. Yeah, you're a comedic. Yep, yep. Like I totally yeah Ben Stiller all like, day long. I love playing. I see that the farce role. Yeah, like the deadpan delivery of something that is so obviously out there or wrong or just. Like, why you gotta be wrong? To, no, but you like playing the jester. I get it. Uh, wait, you know, what's a jester? See, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Because we hear, we just, you know, you, we're bringing observation to things. We're bringing, we're bringing your attention to things that seem absurd at its face that everybody not, might not realize is. What is this? A center for ants? It needs to be at least. Three times bigger than this. That Monty Python shit. That's from Zoolander. I know that's from Zoolander. But where do you think they get it from? Fair. <laughs> Fair. The kings of farce. And that's the thing. Like, people will really watch that movie. And they'll be like, that's a dumb movie. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. Yeah. It's like, like the first time I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like, the entire time, way before I even started smoking weed, right? Like, the entire time I watched that movie, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I couldn't turn that shit off, right? Because I was just like, I was entertained the entire time. It was so dumb. It was funny as shit, but it was so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. Like, um, another great movie... Uh, and especially with how, like, in character the two actors stay is uh, the other guys. Oh, yeah. The one with Mark Wahlberg. Yes. And 
the part that just like way off the break that had me dying is when the rock and sam jackson are like are you ready and they jump and the next scene is their funeral yo <laughs> like i'm gonna have to watch that movie again yo because that was such a good fucking movie it's yo. so funny <laughs> it like will smith or not uh what's his name will, will ferrell, ferrell. Oh, will, ferrell. will smith yo <laughs> Will Ferrell, <laughs> he's just, like, down-talking his wife, who's Eva Mendes. Right. Like, oh, right. she's nothing special. She's not that good of a no. cook. And it's Eva fucking Mendes. And she's, like, everything that you can imagine being the ideal wife. I mean, it's fucking Eva Mendes, though. And it's like, also Eva Eternal Crush. Always. Always been. I'm not gonna... Alright, so... So, a, a couple other uh, eternal crushes for me. Rihanna. Megan Good. Mm, Meg, ooh, ooh. Megan Good is clearly top yeah, pick. always, always. I can actually, I have another little word thing that goes along with this, but I was going to say, one of my eternal crushes, and it's just like a crush, Rachel Nichols, the NBA reporter for ESPN. Mm, mm, okay, okay. A also a little a little bit for tina fey i love the sense of humor yeah yeah i like and glasses i love yeah i love being funny women gotta I, gotta make me laugh because i'm gonna spend my time trying to make you laugh so it would be best if we like definitely could make each other laugh mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know you're like all right let's roll the camera we're gonna have a sitcom we'll just figure this shit out yeah so I'm really frustrated about something. This is kind of a nerd corner. Are we going to get into it? This is kind of a nerd corner. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. And and I mean a little bit of a nerd corner. I mean, this is a super big nerd corner. Okay. So I think we might need to take a break before I get into this. Let's get in. Let's let's take a break. And then we're going to come back and really get into this shit. All right. We got a nerd corner. We back. And Ziggy's got an issue with you hoes. Yeah. I got a bone to pick. Let's talk about it. So, Magic the Gathering is a game that is extremely important to me. I have played it for about 10 years. And, um... Talk to him. Let him know. You play a powerful wizard, and you cast spells, but it's a really intense strategy game. And, uh... I mean, niggas is out here playing Call of Duty like it's life. Like they play 2K, like they actually in the NBA. This is very like, different was, because it, you don't have to rely on reaction whatsoever. It's all mental, which is great because, like, for me, I love games like Smash Brothers and um, League of Legends that are mechanically inclined. But I know I'm much better at a game like Magic. I was because gonna I say, can think yeah, through just, everything. I was, you ain't got to be ashamed of this shit, nigga. Like, so, it's real. Like, like I said, niggas play 2K like they actually in the NBA. This game has... It's been around with me through all sorts of different stages of my life, right? Respect. And the... Uh, and it's always been kind of like a rock for me. And there were always key elements of the game that remained the same. And... If you really warped them, or you push them too far, it blurs what the game really is to begin with. Explain a little bit more. So, um, 
for example, the game is based off of five colors. Each color represents something. Like, white is, like, balance, peace, uh, truth. Uh, blue is intellect. I'm not gonna cunning. touch that. I'm not gonna touch that. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm not gonna touch it. Black is power, ambition, death. Red is emotion, fire, speed, spontaneity. Green is growth, um, okay. serenity, like yeah. um, wholesome, uh, connected to the earth. Type Why do I feel like I've seen green cards though that are completely and totally like gnarly? Or there, there are, and that kind of gets me to my point. Is um, so as a, a card game. It's just like any other card game. There's always luck. Okay. Always what cards come off the top of the deck. And to put it simply, skill in a card game is nothing more than minimizing the impact of variance. You okay. want to be able to conduct your plan as thoroughly and efficiently as possible with making the top of the deck be as little of an issue as possible. That's fair. Because I was going to say, except for Blackjack, but I mean, that kind of describes what card counting is to Blackjack, but... I legitimately held on a 13 at a casino, and dealer was showing uh, a face card, and um, everybody else busted but me, and the, uh, the one guy next to me. And they were like, how did you know? And I literally just looked at them all, and I said, heart of the cards. And the guy next to me said, yeah, you gotta believe in that shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe because you play Magic. Like, so oh, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm. Part of the cards, man. I know. But, uh, you know, when you play something this much and you play it for so long, it kind of becomes a part of who you are. It, yeah, and yeah, yeah, look. Wizards of the Coast, the company that makes Magic, is basically jumping the shark. Mm. They are doing everything like completely off of any form of tradition or anything like that. They're making cards that do too much to the point where all of those different values of the color pie that separate and define each color yeah. are now getting blurred and it's mm. just muddy. Hmm. So they're making OP cards. They're making tons of OP cards yeah. now for newbies who don't understand how the game is played. It would be... Alright, to give you a hip-hop reference, it's like when Lil Wayne made that rock album. It just wasn't mm. good. Mm. He tried. Mm. But it just wasn't good. Mm. And they still pushed it. So they're, they're really... Do you feel like they're trying to change their image? Yes. Like, you feel like they're lowering the barrier for entry yes and and here's do you feel like you're gatekeeping no i believe you i just want you know I'm, I'm, I'm i don't here. i'm here to ask i questions. think the appeal of magic was there all along without them having to have godzilla 
promo cards and reprinting oh, stuff every see, two that's, weeks that's, that's okay. just like money grabs like okay. this one comes in foil but yeah. then it all is like shitty quality and you can't even use the cards because they're so fucked up and warped when you get them right. or the fact that all of the sets that they have been releasing every single three or four months just like they do every year has been so absurdly pushed in power level to not only it completely changing the landscape of the standard format which is basically a card pool of about the past two years of cards yeah. but these cards are warping the landscape of formats that take the entire history of magic into account which is 28 years mm. Mm. so so these cards and they're they're releasing a new card like every like new two or three cards every three or four months that is warping even those formats that are as old as i am which is really showing how much they're pushing the power level and they're they're fucking with card design so it's almost like in an attempt to become more mainstream and more popular as nerd culture because like continues to become more popular and more profitable they are um sacrificing the integrity of the game yes is what i'm hearing so let me just read this twitter thread that i wrote in my frustration okay talk to me i honestly detest what wizards has done to the game over the last three years this power creep in every set warping format is absurd for each and every standard set since Dominaria, which came out about two years ago, has kept standard in a constant maelstrom and warping the pillars of eternal formats, like I said earlier, the ones that span the entire uh, catalog of magic. Right, right. And warping the eternal formats to the point of being unrecognizable because some cards are just that strong. Some cards get banned, and that's a problem in its own right. Yeah. So they, the cards that they release end up the cards that they release as a gimmick end up being so OP that you can't even use them in actual matches. They're just kind of like novelty cards. Always. No, you can use them in actual matches, but they're so OP there's you're, that they get banned. Yeah, right? because if you're not playing them, you're just actually putting yourself at a disadvantage. And I'm getting into that further because there's okay. the newest thing. Okay which i can explain from a more mathematical point of view so people can just understand the imbalance so printing a card so powerful that players who don't play it are putting themselves in such a huge disadvantage before they draw their first seven is not okay if that does that for multiple formats that's really not okay no matter what vintage will be affected forever and there's no banned cards in vintage once a card has been printed it's playable so if they fuck up on a card it's gonna fuck with vintage forever now there aren't many vintage players but still for the people that are it's just ruining and it's it's salting that entire field okay speaking of unrecognizable why is godzilla swatting away fighter jets on anything in magic it's cool, but it's also blatant pandering with novelty. I understand the consumer's ability to choose not to buy, 
but it just goes against the unique lore and creativity the game has. That's what we were just talking about, you know, them lowering the bar, the barrier for entry being, you know, a gimmick <clears throat> to bring in new fans to... Yeah. Magic is a hard game. It is a game between two or more players where they bring their weapon of choice and try to minimize variance as much as possible to win. Commander, which is a sub-format of Magic, as we were talking about uh, off-record, is uh, it's cool and thematic because you build around one card. But there is this new mechanic in the normal formats where the deck construction limit is different, where you can play four of a copy of a card, where in Commander, you can only play one copy of a card. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's what we... So, okay. Commander, yep. you have 100 yep. cards, yep. well, 99, plus your Commander. Okay. Yeah. And the way that that works is... I follow that. I remember what we were talking You'll about. draw your opening seven cards, like you do in every format. Okay. But your Commander is always able to be played. So, he's like an eighth card. Okay. Hmm. Now, they made this new type of card called Companion, where in normal Constructed... Okay. I feel like I know where you can going. have four copies of any card. Yeah. This card now is a quote-unquote commander. So you're playing a constructed format with four copies available of each card and two where you're essentially going to be able to start with eight cards. Now you know what happens when you start with eight cards as opposed to seven with one of them you know is going to be valuable. You minimize variance. Right. That is why it is warping magic. And it's taking all of these, it's mm. blurring what magic should be. Like commander should not bleed into constructed and constructed should not be so pushed that it's sending a ripple effect through the entire magic spectrum. Like if you so you think at that the top... what they're trying to do is push one, they're trying to meld the most popular format of the game into the easier format of the game in order to push the game into a broader community. Well, they're also making all of these cards absurdly powerful so they can sell more cards. Well, exactly, but that's yeah, that's why they're trying to. They're broaden doing a the giant money grab yeah so these companions the ones that function as the eighth card they appear to inspire the ability to really think about your deck building because they do come with some deck building constraints mm -hmm. but when the benefit vastly outweighs the cost it creates an archetype that non-companion decks cannot compete with since the companions are just an entire extra card minimizing variance to an incredible degree right so it's like if you don't have a companion deck playing against somebody who it's like a handicap yeah it's, you're you're playing with one less it's a card. handicap deck. you are playing with one less card yeah so a companion deck is a handicap deck so it's allowing somebody to come in with an overall advantage to the match that the opponent may not have think about it this way you're in a gun duel your revolver has five bullets and theirs has six exactly you're at a strategic disadvantage. Yeah. So, 
If skill and magic boils down to nothing but eliminating the effect of variance, the extra card in a fallback play is a known variable that other decks don't have. They have the random 7, and so do you. But you also have this card. I'm a commander player who's willing to get the nice things, however, these secret layers that they're releasing like every two months that are all themed and they're all cute, but they're clearly cash grabs and the material itself is so poor that they don't even come playable. Like they're so messed up mm. that they, if you put the cards in your deck, you can see where it is and therefore it's, it counts as a marked card and therefore unplayable because it would be cheating. Ah, uh, damn, it gets that deep. And I, I love Commander. I love that they do make all of these different versions of the cards. Yeah. But they at least should make the ones that they make in foil and shiny. They should make it so they don't come out warped. And they make these other cards. Yeah, I mean, for, like, I, that's that's obvious. If I buy if I buy any random deck of cards, like an Uno deck of cards, like I don't want the shit like all that those, looks like bacon. Right. Exactly. Like you want that shit to come out crisp. The yeah. same way I want my dollar bills from the fucking ATM. <laughs> like, if I'm spending my money on this shit, it better come fresh. Like, I get it. Yeah. And the, uh, but they're also doing these things to sell more product. They know mm -hmm. how big Commander is. So they make mm -hmm. these special pre-made decks that they sell every year. And in each one of them, they usually put some absurdly powerful card. Mm-hmm into one of them yeah. to what drive up sales right and as a commander player who is actively trying to get the prettiest shiniest shit for all of his deck but also needs cards from those that don't come in foil at least give us a fucking ability to get a foil version right okay and so offer something equal to the the people who have been with you from the beginning like because ultimately what i was going to ask of you is what you think wizard could do to help balance out what they're doing because i feel like ultimately well they could stop doing a lot of it just <laughs> just stop like but hit the ue like and just but you can't be like that because clearly what they're trying to do is one make money but they're trying to open up the playing field to people who may be interested in the game but don't quite grasp what the game is so because like i said it sounds like a handicap and maybe i'm saying that because i don't quite understand what magic or like how to play magic but here's the one thing that wizards is just fucking Yes, they're going to try to appeal to as many new people as possible. Right. But they're alienating their entire previous base that kept them in business for almost 30 years. Yeah. Like, if they're going to change the game to make it easier for noobs to play, and... Do you expect these new people to be invested in something they just grabbed than these or... people that have been playing for, like me, a decade? It sounds more like they're expecting you guys to just go out and buy companion decks now. And the sad thing is, like, some people are, but I have I have no desire really to play any serious tournament 
in any constructed format. Commander doesn't have any tournaments. It's just basically, it's, you know, show up with the deck that, like, everybody has a commander deck that they really are proud of and they feel like represents them. I've had mine for about seven years. Mm. So it okay. it is, people, when they see that card, would think of me. And if they see me, right. they would think of that card. They are synonymous. So, like, that card's very important to me, like, sentimentally. Yeah. No, I get you. Because um, you spent time cultivating and curating this deck to your personal taste. Uh, based off of what these cards mean to the storyline and what the storyline means to you. Yeah. And I... I bought a lot of magic cards. I bought a lot of magic packs over my life. Right. And you probably with me not wanting to play too. these other constructed formats and really not having any desire to play like major tournaments. Yeah. Because I don't want to play those formats. Why would I buy any packs? Why wouldn't I just right. buy, you know, instead of buying you know an entire deck where I'm getting like four of four of four of I would just get like one copy of the card that I needed in foil and that would be it and I wouldn't even give the money to wizards I'd give it to some secondary dealer because they have the card and I don't want to waste time buying right. boxes and boxes on packs so you're saying what this is gonna essentially what I feel like you're saying is this is going to cause the original player <laughs> the OPs in here to instead of buying decks they will buy cards individually from private dealers and you think it'll drive sales down because the people who are really dedicated to the game and not just in it for the novelty of like the new interesting nerd culture you think it'll cause them to stop buying actual decks yeah and, like it'll drive the sales down because they're buying privately instead it's actually there's there's almost a sense of uncertainty of whether or not tabletop slash paper magic will survive because mm. of this arena which is the new online game that they have mm. and arena's fun but it's getting so pushed and it's uh. and they're they're catering because of all of these new players having access to arena okay. now that they have access to arena all of these new players they'll They'll have access to the cards and everything, and they'll get the chance to play, but they don't have any, like, prior long-term investment in it. Exactly. That's a, See, that's an interesting, like, piece to this puzzle here, because I didn't know that. So now that I know that, now that I... It's like they're opening it up, they're moving to a mobile platform, because you could probably play Arena on they're your phone. They're working on it for right. a phone. Exactly. So... Once they move to a mobile platform, then they can, you know, do those little, like, in-game purchases and stuff, and they can really start to make that coin, and, yeah, th this is about money. The thing the is, the it's, it's just like a fighting game. It is entirely different to sit across from somebody and play Magic with cards than it is to play on the computer. Yeah. For starters, the computer will resolve all of the effects for you properly. Right. When you're sitting at a table, you gotta do that shit yourself. Yeah, no, I feel And you. if you fuck up, your opponent's not gonna tell you. Right. 
you have to learn how to organize. You and, have to learn the game. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the computer kind of walks you along and shit. Yeah. You have to learn how to play, like, really truly understand the game mm. if you play it in paper. But want to know what happened to another card game that changed its design to the point of unrecognizable extremes? Yu-Gi-Oh! There are probably a couple of players today who have legitimately never tribute summoned a monster in their life. Damn. Damn. I can see it now. Each set gets its own gimmick, and Arena will push it for actual money at ridiculous freight when compared to paper. But it's gonna be really annoying seeing all these King Kong cards mixed with natural magic elements. It just feels bizarre. But congratulations! You've made it mainstream, Magic. Now you can ingrain yourself into the pop culture. However, you have to live knowing you sold out worse than Metallica. Mm. P.S. Do something with all that sellout money. Take the fucking court cases needed so you can get rid of the reserved list, which is a list of cards and a deal made in like the mid-90s that they said they would never reprint these cards again. And now they are going for absolutely banana pajamas prices. And... Even worse, since it's completely unregulated with Magic Secondary Market, people are now using it as a way to hide money as assets. You know who was trying to buy a Black Lotus, which is the most expensive card in Magic? Martin Shkreli. <laughs> how? How did this? How did this get back to Martin Shkreli, of all people, to be involved in this? The man who bought the one and only Wu Tang Clan <laughs> album, like. Uh, wow. No, that was whew. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got your issue because we got ours and it is rolling. Damn, Zig, that is crazy. It, that that sounds like a lot. I wonder if the rest of the magic community feels the same. You think? The oh, rest of check that? Twitter. They do. Oh, oh. I just articulated it all in one place. I didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know. I don't. I don't troll on Magic Twitter like that. I gotta get more active on my Twitter. Magic Twitter is literally just angry people screaming at each other <laughs> and and trans arguments. Like, damn, damn. Magic is a really weird community now. Mm. That's the other thing. When you have just like an entire other group of people, like I'm not gatekeeping, but it's really weird because it's just now I feel like I'm in a, a stranger in a strange land. Like I feel mm. like almost archaic. Because right. people will, so there is a there's a deck called uh, Tron, which it's short for Urzatron. Where oh, there are these three cards, there are these three cards where when you have them all in play, yes. they give an added benefit. So when their powers combine, they form and become Voltron. Uh, I asked somebody who played the Tron deck, what does Tron mean, and they were like Urzatron. And I'm like, cool. What does Urzatron come from? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, Voltron. When our powers combine. And I feel so fucking old because people are using all of this like terminology and things like that. And they have no yeah, idea where it comes where from. where the references come from. Yeah, we're at that point now. And Do you it's, understand? It's not. No. Nope. So that's what this is. Damn. And a, a zig. Damn, I feel like I'm zig. communicating Damn, with somebody zig. completely who has a completely different mindset and view on it. And it's just... It's only being enabled by Wizards. Yo. 
You gotta teach them, son. It's unfortunate, but we're at a point now where a lot of the things we've come to love and appreciate and understand and really ingrained inside of our personalities are now commodities to this generation coming up. And if, if you don't, some of them probably aren't gonna care. Magic is just a passing trend for them. And the company Wizard wants to make money. And they're going to make money off this new growing nerd culture that has developed. Some of them you could probably teach them. And you're like, yeah, this companion shit is cool, but when I was coming up... <laughs> and I was taught... We had when I started playing, I was taught by people who were playing a lot longer before I was. Yeah. So I actually... And they were also like and who historians. Knows what they had and they to passed go all of that right. knowledge down to exactly. me. So I... Each I'm one, like an encyclopedia, and I can tell stories from maybe you could reach one like way before I ever even played the game, and I could say like right. because I learned all of it, and that's part of magic history. But the way Wizards is going, they're just throwing it all out the window to the point where Wizards is actually there was the uh, the they don't the care record, about the no lore. the record keeping system yeah. for all players. Yeah. Linked to your your DCI number, which is basically your number. All of the things you registered in every tournament goes under that number. So mm. all mm. of your entire tournament history is so, recorded. Mm. So it gets deep. Wizards is deleting that at the end of the month. Mm. You can't download and save it. Mm. It's really? just gonna be gone. Really? Why do you think they? So you really? They, so it sounds like they're retconning. Now, what they're going to do is you're basically going to use your Magic Arena account from now on mm. to register for tournaments. But think about that. They are actually just erasing 28 years of, history. Yeah, of, 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 his, player of, of players' history. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that is a shitty move. That is entirely shitty move. Like, why at least let people download it? Or develop a way for them to transfer their old player activity over to this new player arena. Yeah. It's, the whole thing is just depressing. It, it makes me really upset to see something that is truly a huge part of my life. Have you ever seen that meme where it was uh, five things you put in a pentagram to summon me? Mm. Mm. You ever seen a meme like that? I, I feel like I have at yeah. one point in time. I shared that and I posted it in before magic cards. <laughs> Definitely magic There's cards. No way. Definitely if, a if David people, Bowie album. If people think of five th like me and five things, there a is pair a hundred. There, there is no way anybody that knows me that well doesn't say magic. Magic cards. Or Healy's, just card games in general. David Bowie. Or something relating to David Bowie. Yeah. A little bit of wine for the blood of Christ. <laughs> well, I mean, alright, so people always, like, they talk about their handle. Well, at this point, mine is so ingrained. It's not even really a handle. It's more of a pseudonym. It's fair. I mean, mine is signature doc. Like... Literally, like... I'm, I'm at Ziggy Starscream on every internet. 
You're Follow listening us. to The Flood with Doc and Ziggy. Follow us. Appreciate what we bring here to you. Because what we do, and we really breaking down, you know, aspects of the culture that you may have forgotten about. Because we're not just talking about pop culture, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Gorbachev? Put the drop. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Tear down that motherfucking wall, because what we're telling you here is the motherfucking truth. You know what it is. This has been the flood, ladies and gentlemen. I am Doc. This is Ziggy. And remember, none none of of this this is is normal. Look, it's a flood. flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It is time to talk about it.